in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Ed, did you watch any of uh, the match with Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers? A total of three quarters of a hole. Oh, more than I me. saw. I saw Rodgers make a putt. Mickelson get mad at him because he wouldn't get. It wouldn't. It wasn't giving. Made Mickelson like a uh, putt at two feet. He goes, oh, okay, you're gonna make me putt this. I see where we're going. And then uh, the next hole was a par three where DeChambeau drove the green, and everyone, including Mickelson, came up short. And then I switched over to the Dodger game. Good call. Um, So the only part that I saw was this clip from TNT of uh, Aaron Rodgers getting interrogated. You know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I see a bear out there. It leads me to a question. October 17th, Packers Bears, any idea who's going to be there? Anybody who's going to be quarterbacking in the number 12 jersey? Yeah, I don't know, B.A. Let's see. How about see, won't we? How about September twelfth then? How will you go for that one? What's that one? <laughs> that would be the, the opener against the Saints. Oh! All cheesers result rejoice. Yeah, I don't know, BA. We'll see. Okay. I know you're a Milwaukee guy. I know. Aaron, everybody is on their toes. They want to know, man. They want to know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. I'm trying to talk to him about it. If he's gonna keep playing or not. Hey, Aaron, we go way back. You can just tell me. I'll keep it a secret. <laughs> hey, I promise I will not put it anywhere. Charles, I'll tell you this week in Tahoe, right? oh. and you can you can leak it. Okay. Who won it? I, I don't know. I don't either. DeChambeau and Rogers were up. Like, when I l- left, they were up one up. But I actually, I don't know why. Maybe because it's July 7th. Like, I think he's playing for the Packers. He seemed very uncomfortable answering those questions um, or not answering those questions. And yeah, I, I, I think, think so he's too. staying for the Packers. I think uh, ultimately he's going to play for the Packers. Yeah. And, and we talked to Drew McGarry yesterday. It might simply be he just shows up one day and acts like nothing happened. He, I, that would more like be him than anything, just to show up and say, what are you talking about? He does the Costanza. He literally just shows up to work the next day. and just like, what? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's Costanza? Oh, for God's sake. How about when they fired Kramer? I don't even work here. That's what makes this so difficult. <laughs> Seinfeld references. All right. <laughs> Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. Did you know this? I didn't see this until yesterday, but Montreal police tear gas the crowd outside of Bell Center after game four of the Stanley Cup final back on Monday. Read two versions of this on Twitter this morning. One person who said she was there and said there were fireworks being thrown in the middle of the crowd. It was dangerous. And the other person just absolutely ripping the police for giving no warning whatsoever. (laughs) It's like, we're just going to tear gas you people and good luck. Don't breathe in. So I don't know which one is. Maybe they're both true. I mean, maybe they didn't warn anyone. Maybe there are fireworks being thrown off. But it's now the second time. So they're so unruly in Montreal. They're tear gassing him for a second time. So 
from the CBC in Montreal, uh, the police have come out and said the reason we tear gassed them was there were bottles being thrown and there were fireworks, fireworks being, being set up. off. And people have complained because there was no warning. It wasn't like, hey, stop doing that or we're going to tear gas you. It was just, oh, firework. Here's the tear gas right away. Um, yeah, I, I am. I don't know. Uh, neither of us were there. I haven't seen Not any dirty. videos or anything just to figure out like how bad it was. But it does seem a little over the top to have to go to tear gas to break up a crowd outside of a sporting yeah. event. But I, we've seen these crowds, right? Yeah. We saw it with the Bucks last night. We saw the Montreal. And I mean, my first thought is masks, variants. But uh, there's none of those. Um, but like, would it be a bullhorn warning? Like, that is a huge. Yeah. And they're all screaming like, how are you warning everyone? I, I, I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you're like on the loudspeaker, like better run because here comes a tear gas. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Do you just not let them gather to begin with? Can you do that? I mean, those are huge crowds. Those are huge crowds. And they are like... By the way, is there, a, is there a big TV out there for them? Oh, sure, yeah. It's an, so yeah, it's an yeah, official yeah, watch party? Yeah. It's like if you're at T-Mobile in the square there, they'd have the game up on the video. What's, yeah, it's what's, their, watch party. what's their logic of having an official watch party outside the arena but not having it full capacity inside the arena? The great, well... That's a great point because I'm telling you, those outside are closer than if you sat inside. Because yeah. I, I was under the impression, are. I was under the impression people were just out in the streets just to be out there and try to. No, they're watching and they react it. everything. But, but it's like an yeah. official watch party. Yeah. So I mean, now official, I'm not sure well, they just whatever, don't show up. But but yeah, no, they're they're a lot closer outside than they are inside. You're right. And obviously, everyone outside isn't being told to wear a mask. If you bring them inside, you can actually tell them if you want to come in, you must wear a mask. I don't care about your next question. Italy beats Spain in penalties to advance to the European Championship Finals. England and Denmark play in the other semifinal today. Do you care at all about the Euros, Ed? Italy, maybe, because I told you at one point I tried to pick up women with my Italian accent. Oh, it, didn't, it didn't work as well as the Irish accent. Um, so I, I have some kind of like heartwarming feeling towards the Italians. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing England get there. I think England's that, that'd be kind of a cool story. Absolutely uh, not. I mean, you want Denmark. Oh, I'm man. sure you hate I don't England. care about Denmark. England. I just don't want England to oh, win. Well, I, you want Denmark to yes. win. Yes. I just want Twitter to just be hashtag it's coming oh, home. Oh my god. Oh. Well, there was. I, I know you know. I know it's. A, I know the years are huge, but I'll just leave it at this. Twitter's interesting to me when there's matches like this yesterday, and I've never seen people talk about it and obviously it's uh, all of a sudden like they're all like Italy extras I'm like I don't know if that's true but hey more power to you uh the English chant it's coming home which is what they right. chant at every World Cup and European Championship uh Kasper Schmeichel who plays for Denmark today in a press conference was asked about it and he said has it ever been home <laughs> because England has never won the European <laughs> Championship so you can't really claim it's coming home when you've never had it to begin with Next question. The Olympics could be without fans. Uh, so the Japanese government is potentially going to impose a virus state of emergency in Tokyo during the Olympics, which means spectators would be banned from coming to venues. You would have from the opening ceremony, all the events of the closing ceremony without any fans at the Olympics. Previously, the plan was to have up to 10,000 fans watching events or 50% capacity of the arena or 
stadium because not everything holds 10,000 people. So they had a plan to have a certain amount of fans in place, but it sounds like we're going to have an Olympics with absolutely no fans. I mean, I'm not a marketing guy, but I just think two weeks out, state of emergency doesn't sound very well if I'm trying to promote like an event. Um, I just feel, again, we talked about it before the show. There were supposed to be fans. Now there's no fans. I've talked to a couple Olympians from Las Vegas who are who are going and going to compete. They say they feel safe. They say that everything will be okay. I just, you know, you're going to have a, you're gonna have an opening ceremony with no fans. Um, I mean, I, the IOC is obviously just going to do anything they can to pull it off. They don't care. I mean, yeah. the IOC is going to They're not going to go a second year without Olympics. So they're just going to pull it off. And you just cross your fingers that not a lot of people catch things or get sick. But... I mean, state of emergency, variants, not as many people vaccinated. I don't know how this is a good thing. to. Do. I don't know how this is a good thing. In theory, vaccinated athletes, you have the athletes and they don't come into contact with anybody else. In theory, you can get away with this fine. But it is, again, we, we talked about it last year during the summer before the Olympics did get canceled or postponed was the Olympics are literally the worst type of event to have during a pandemic because it is. Everyone from all the different countries yeah, around the world, the world in. fly into the same city, yeah. spend a month or yeah. so together, and then fly back to where you're yeah. from. It's literally the worst possible type of thing you can do during a pandemic. Yeah. And then you have sports like basketball where you're sweating on each other. You're doing all these yeah. you know, close contacts. Some sports aren't, but some, most are. And I don't know how you're protecting everyone 100%. Now, again, if they're all vaccinated in theory, then that's you should be fine. You should be good to go. I mean, you can still... Spread it and catch right. it if you're vaccinated, but much less likely to do so. But yeah, it's it's the worst type of event to have during a pandemic. And if you're in some sort of state of emergency as a city, yeah, eh, okay, well, I'll be watching, I guess. Wow, sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Justin Emerson. <laughs> We will never. It was the best thing from the postseason. We will never not play that. No, but um, the East West Shrine Bowl will be played at Allegiant Stadium. Here's my only question Did Mike Mayock force this to happen so he would not have to travel to attend the East West Shrine game? How much does this kid love the East West oh, Shrine? Oh, it's got to be his favorite thing. I don't know if who. It's got to be his most favorite thing, right? I mean, well, other than that Alabama Clemson game from four years yes. ago that he keeps drafting kids yeah. from. I mean, it's got to be better to him than most Raider games. Uh, so, no, this, yeah, he must love that it's going to be Vegas. What does, I guess, what does Vegas not host now? I mean, every week they're hosting something do we, else. Do people travel for this? Uh, families, a lot of, I guess. East families? Families a little bit, but it's a lot of industry people. Sponsors? There's, yeah, so there's it's spon- kind of like having a college football convention. It's kind of, yeah, actually, that's, that's actually, actually the best, really that's good. A, that's okay. actually the best definition of it, Coach. Yeah, because yeah. because yeah. I saw it, and I was like, Allegiant Stadium. They're not getting well. 10, I mean, would you give would you watch that? Give like, tickets for ten bucks? But who? I don't know who'd pay a lot to watch that. It's it's not about watching the game. It's genuinely about okay. We've got seven guys on our late round board, and we've got five <laughs> guys that we want to pick up as undrafted free yeah. agents. Let's get some more right. tape. Like on each them. NFL team would throw would show up with all their scouts. I mean, that's kind of yeah. what it is. I don't know if it's about fans, but you're right. It's a pretty big venue. To like yeah, have that's, this game. that was that was my thought. Was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's gonna be. Nobody's going to be in the building, but yeah, yeah. I mean, for the yeah. NFL teams, it's whatever. Even but. if you watch, though, if you watch the combine, the combine is never full in Indianapolis, and they're still like, well, 
it's still a money maker for Indianapolis, apparently. Isn't this East West game around the Pro Bowl also? It's like the the week oh, before. After. It's, it it's around yeah, the same time, right. so maybe they're just trying to combine them. Oh my god, are we gonna have these back to back? Oh my I god, think, we're gonna have the, the two most useless football games in the world back to back weekend. Oh my god, I'm excited. No, nobody wants to watch this or the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Everybody wants to watch the skills competition. You imagine like Mayock pounding desks, pushing for this, and the NFL's like, yeah, whatever. Like, what do we care? It's like, <laughs> like, like all right, you want it in Vegas? Like you can have the, Vegas. the NFL's just I mean, like, 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 we they, don't even own the rights yeah, to exactly. Wait, we do. We do own the rights. May, Mayock thinking it's going to be a big deal. Like, okay. Like, you know, why do we care about this? <laughs> what do you think? All right, last one here because Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry has requested a trade. His agent yesterday on Twitter complained about the lack of targets he's gotten. He's a 2019 first-round pick. He's only gotten 81 targets in two years. 45 catches, 414 yards. Those are Nikhil Harry's stats over the course of two full seasons. He has been one of the worst first-round picks that anybody has made in the last few years. It's even worse than a lot of the Raiders picks. Nikhil Harry's been useless, and now he wants to be traded. I don't know what you're getting for Nikhil Harry. Like, I feel I feel like this is more of a, uh, we'll cut you. Yeah, I mean, when the agent says he hasn't met expectations the Patriots and Nikhil had when they drafted him as a dominant downfield threat, well, my guess is Nikhil had those expectations. I don't know if Belichick did. You know, I'm sure they wanted him to be good. You don't take the guy in the first round and not expect him to be good, but hey, things happen. You lose one of the greatest. The, you lose the greatest quarterback who ever lived. And you he, replace him. I mean, it's like you know, some you, things happened with the Patriots last few years. Like, hey, Nikhil, this might have something to do with this. Tom Brady hasn't really had the arm strength to be a downfield, downfield threat. threat for a while now, and then you brought in Cam Newton, who's like, yeah, my shoulder still needs yeah. a little bit of work. I mean, this is kind of jumping to conclusions by the agent that they thought what you thought. Once you get in there, they will dictate what happens, and then when your contract's up and you have an ability, then demand the trade. I wouldn't trade. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because who knows what they'd get for him, but I don't think Belichick's losing sleep over this. Trade him to Washington. Let Ryan Fitzpatrick just air it out <laughs> to him down the field. Guy, guy will have 2,000 receiving yards with Fitzpatrick. He I, might drop a lot, but Fitzpatrick will I hit mean, him I mean, I hope to God he's used to stopping mid-route, turning around, and running back to the ball. He'll air it out to him, Jared. That's all. Do the Raiders is. want this guy? Uh, I mean, given they're getting Devontae Adams okay, next so year, I don't, know if they, I don't know if they want this guy. I mean, between, yeah, between Adams, Rugs, Smoke, who, like, <laughs> they'd Willie be the fastest Sneed. team, yeah, be the fastest like, team like, in the NFL. All right, we're just running straight nine routes yeah. across the board. Derek's thrown yeah. it to a center point. Everyone converts. <laughs> and Kenyon Drake leads the team in targets. Coming up next, we'll get into the Raiders because Derek Carr cannot stop talking about Devontae Adams. He's an NBA owner a self-taught guitarist, and has guest starred in both The Office and Game of Thrones. Mm. He's unhappy with his boss and has no options. Who is Aaron Rodgers? Ding, ding, that is correct. Well done. It's a projection time. I never said I'm unhappy with my boss. <laughs> I said it, not you. <laughs> We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Aaron Rodgers is in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, he was. He's one of the bigger uh, Game of Thrones uh, fans. I mean, at least for celebrities that have talked about it. He was in an episode where he literally was running. You know, it's Game of Thrones, so someone's getting killed. Uh, but <laughs> there was like a stampede, 
And I believe I caught the episode and, you, you know, the Aaron Rodgers. So you're kind of looking for him. It went by so fast. If you weren't looking for him, you wouldn't have known. But uh, yeah, he had a scene in Games of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. He's a huge fan of that. I just watched that whole thing like you last did? month. Oh, no chance. D- if you I... wouldn't have, no, he's like one of those okay. th- scenes where like a thousand people in it and 10 okay. of them are going to get killed. Where a lot of people are dying and he's yeah. one of them yeah, that died. Exactly. Okay. I don't right. know if he died, but he was in the scene. Okay. I didn't know that. All right. Um, well, that was uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady uh, playing Jeopardy <laughs> or something stupid like that before they went and played golf. Uh, but Derek Carr keeps trying to steal Aaron Rodgers' best receiver, if we call Devontae Adams Aaron Rodgers' best receiver. At any point, does this become tampering? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, he so, keeps okay. talking about this. So he was on uh, with Chris Collinsworth yesterday. And first off, he said, I'm going to try to recruit him to the dark side. I love that Derek Carr, who is like the last person you would think to be like, oh, I'm on the dark side, is out here acting like, oh, it's the Raiders and the dark side. But here's the quote that he gave. Devontae... He's one of my best friends. I'm going to offer him whatever I got to offer. I'll buy him a car. Whatever I've got to do, I'll offer that man. I know he would fit in great with the receivers we have here. He would fit in so well in that room. I'm allowed to say those things. Our organization isn't, but I'm going to say oh. he's my best friend. I think he's one of the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL. Well, let's not bury the lead because if a car is paying for uh, an actual car in this town, something's really wrong. Because if you can't get a free, because I know a lot of people with free cars around this place, and they're not the starting quarterback for the Raiders. Well, can can not, I get not, it? No, not this oh, specific okay. place. Like, around can... town with like kind of you know no I'll names. Yeah, no names. So Derek Carr better have a car deal. Um, I so okay. So he obviously went out of his way to say not management. So they would be tampering. I'm still a little curious if I'm in Green Bay saying. This guy's talking about our guy yeah. a lot. Can he stop this, please? And, and he's trying to bribe our guy. Yes. To co- like, again, Derek Carr is not the front office, but that is no, he's salary as cap can be without being the front office. That yeah. is circumvention yes. of salary cap to say, all right, I'll buy you a car if you sign with the Raiders. Like, that is how you circumvent the salary cap. Yeah. That's like when, when we were joking about Mark Davis when he had his press conference about buying the uh, Las Vegas Aces. He when was, he didn't know the rules? Yeah, and he was talking about like all the nice things he wanted to do. And I was like, all right, yeah. I don't think you can just give them everything. That's The, the, the rest of the league is going to be mad that you're circumventing the salary cap. You and I were in that Zoom and thought the same thing at the same time. You can't do that. <laughs> but it was fun to listen to him because like, I don't think that is allowed. Uh, whether it's allowed for Derek Carr to buy this guy a car, I guess he can buy whatever you want. I mean, again, he should get one free. It's Derek Carr. But, um, yeah, they keep talking about this. He, the, has he got one or two more years? I think Devontae is a free agent after this Okay, season. so he's got one. It'd be really weird right. if he had two more years. Like, why are you talking about it already? So, I mean, yeah, I think, uh, well, first, one, let's wait through the season and see what the Raiders' record are and if, you know, if they move forward with the quarterback. And two, I, I mean, it's John Gruden, so I assume he'd want Devontae Adams. But, you know, I mean, it's a long way to go between I'm going to get you a Tesla and, you know, you're on the team. I, I think the... The idea of Derek Carr might not be the quarterback the next season in 2022 is the funniest part of this. They're like, granted, it's not always Derek Carr's fault. Everybody's aware of that. But if the Raiders do not make the playoffs this year, there's a good chance they move on from Derek Carr while he's out here trying to recruit Devontae Adams to come play for the Raiders. You see Mariota, I'm not getting that guy a car. I've never played with that guy before. Like, the new Raiders quarterback, like, what are you talking about? Well, he was promised a car. I'm not getting him a car. Like, is Marcus Mariota's the starter? Like, what? Devontae Adams shows up and is Where's like, my car? No, where's my car, Marcus? And the big guy goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't promise you anything. That would, I mean, 
I guess then it would be hilarious for Carr, not hilarious for Carr, but if Carr moved on hilarious to wherever you, to wherever he moved on, uh, what if he? This would the all-time best would be Rodgers finally gets out of Green Bay. Carr goes to Green Bay and like Devontae Adams signs elsewhere. Like, uh, sorry, I'm going to the Raiders. I can't live in I can't live in this weather anymore. So Carr's stuck in Green Bay. Devontae Adams out with the Raiders, play with Mariota. Devontae Adams follows Aaron <laughs> yes, Rodgers. Exactly. He's like, yes. yeah. Derek, that was nice what we yeah. did in college, but uh, this guy's better. This guy's one of the all-time greats. I'm following him. Wherever he's going, <laughs> he'll get me a I'm car. Going. Yeah. <laughs> so I it's it's interesting too that you know we're sitting here in July, and obviously Derek Carr and Devontae Adams played together, right? Yeah, They've got Fresno, a, they're, yeah. they're friends, right? But it is interesting that we're sitting here in July and the quarterback of the Raiders saying, Well, I'd really like to have this receiver on my team who he can't have on his team right now. And maybe he's not being as... At, at, well, this just in, there's a more important story in Green Bay than where Devontae Adams is going, like what's happening with the quarterback, but maybe he's not being asked as much, but I think Devontae Adams has spoken on this one time, and Derek Carr like, has spoken on it ten times. Right. So we haven't heard much from the Devontae Adams camp, in terms, and again, there's more important things there, but uh, it just seems like Carr... I guess everyone's just asking Carr. I don't think he's bringing this up. And no. but then when they do bring yeah. it up, he's like, it's yes. because Devontae Adams said something about Derek Carr first. Like and I like him. Yeah, because they played together. He's and, a you know, nice guy. He said something to the extent of it'd be cool to play with him again all right. and all that. And then since well, then, I think, think Derek probably... Carr. I think Derek Carr has been asked about it twice since yeah. then. And Derek Carr has gone headfirst dive into the swimming yes. pool of I love Devontae Adams and I want to play with him again. I mean, there's a lot of former college guys who are probably like, hey, I'd like to play with you again. It doesn't really work that way always <laughs> in the NFL. Um, I, yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I don't know. These things are always to where it sounds great and then you start breaking it down like, oh, the odds aren't that going to happen. They're not going to happen. I mean, it just doesn't work out that way most of the time. I do wonder how, and this is not just Devontae Adams, but like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, all the all the wide receivers and running backs in Green Bay, they're sitting there like, all right, we're signed up, we're playing with Aaron Rodgers, and then they're sitting here through the summer, and they're like, this Jordan Love guy. Yeah. Like every time he throws an incompletion, they're yeah. just looking back like, yeah, I, I mean, don't want to be here anymore. I mean, how many, like, how, how mad do you have to be at your GM? Just like, yeah, I get, you- I, like, like, oh, cool. Good one, Jordan. I I I am gonna be about twenty yards down the way <laughs> in a little bit. The ratings Take for Ted. The ratings for the match came out, and the highest ratings was Green Bay because all those players were watching, saying, "Is this guy gonna say anything about our team?" <laughs> like we don't care about the golf. And hey, Montana looks beautiful, but what's this guy saying about our team? It actually, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if ratings were extremely high for people watching just to hear Aaron Rodgers oh, say absolutely nothing I, about playing for the Packers. I kid, but. I'm telling you, no Packer fans are watching that just for just because the entire thing about the match is they're talking on every hole and they're probably thinking, hey, someone ask him about the Packers. Yeah. You know, don't go through 18 holes before you ask this guy. Yeah. Oh, man. But he isn't mad at his boss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got that wrong. I wasn't mad at the G. Oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I, no, I think specifically what he said was, I never said that I was mad. Yes, at my I boss. never said I was that. Yeah. I might be that, but. Um, I guess, does this mean, like, it will be totally missing the boat here on the first day of training camp if the first question of car in the Zoom isn't, what about Devontae Adams? <laughs> like, what if that's, like, the first... Raiders have open training camp, a lot to talk to. Derek, uh, Jimmy Johns from uh, the uh, local daily, what do you think about Devontae Adams? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> the best would be asking Gruden about it, but he can't speak on him because I think that would be tampering. Maybe. I feel like it should be tampering when Carr <laughs> yes. says it, too, but Carr says it's not, so... 
Like that, that. Yeah, he's talked about enough to where someone in that organization would, would have said, uh, "Dude, up. you yeah. can't talk about." But this that guy. that feels like tampering. Like if I could <laughs> yes. define tampering, it yes. would be the quarterback of a team continues to talk about our guy is trying to bribe another yes. team's wide receiver by car. buying him a car. <laughs> To sign that, like, if I had to define tampering, that would be it. That would be the definition of it. But apparently, yeah. like, Gruden, it's all fine. Gruden can't even say, I think Devontae's a great player. That's tampering. But Derek Carr's like, look, I'm going to buy him a car and a house. Like, oh, that's okay. You can say whatever you want. You're just a player. All right. Coming up next, we talk to Jason Fitz. Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Good morning, Jason. Hey, Jason. How's everybody doing? Good. Um, how was how was being a sideline reporter for hot dog eating contest? You get any uh, bits spit on you while you were doing that? You know, I had some uh, I had some fancy Fourth of July shoes. I didn't want to get dirty, so I was a little nervous for. Them, but all in all, the splash zone wasn't as gross as it sounds like it could be. It's just there's a definite distinct smell though to a hot day and that many hot dogs and buns being. Uh, consume that quickly the the biggest joy for me compared to last year last year there was nobody allowed in so i was standing right by these eaters and you could hear it this year with the thunderous noise of five thousand people right on top of you at least i couldn't hear them choking on the hot dogs so that was just a a, a definite plus for my life all right before we get to chestnut i thought i had not seen this before maybe you can help me out i had not seen the chuggers before and those two yeah, dudes who did the gallon of lemonade, the guy who won, I love that he paused a belch, but he was so far ahead, it's almost like he was toying with the other guy, like, I'm going to drink this so much faster than you. I thought that was amazing to go a gallon of lemonade. I mean, I don't want to see the guy's sugar content after that, but have they had that thing before? No, so the chugging contest, see, what a lot of people don't realize is major league eating is something that happens all year round. And so depending on the event, obviously – Nathan's famous is the, the most famous of the events. It's Fourth of July hot dogs. But these guys also, you know, massive eat everything from donuts to pizza to chugging contests. So Badlands that won the chugging contest is sort of famous with the Fourth of July because he likes to come out and, you know, show his, his music side a little bit. So uh, he didn't qualify this year for the actual Major League Eating Fourth of July Nathan's famous hot dog contest. He, he wasn't high enough in the standing. So they wanted to make sure that they still gave him some shine, though, because he's such a huge part of the event. So they brought him out in something he kicked everybody's butt in, which is chugging. And you're right. It was a little like the tortoise and the hare. Yes. He was so far ahead. It was like Bugs Bunny. He was just taking a nap in the middle. That YouTuber still was getting his butt kicked. Yes. It was crazy. Uh, so these rankings on Major League Eating, um, how far ahead is Joey Chestnut? Is there even a number two? Because he's like, what, 20, oh, yeah. 26 hot dogs better than number two? I Like, it's it's fascinating to me that he can be that much better than anybody else eating hot dogs. You know, the funny thing is we talked to the eaters the day before. So it's just like a regular broadcast, right? The couple of days leading up, we're talking, we're getting access to guys, we're talking to everybody. And imagine if you sat down with one team at the Super Bowl and from the outset they're like, oh, yeah, we don't stand a chance. We just want to come out and do the best we can do to make ourselves proud. And that is the way every other eater talks about Joey Chestnut. Like, not only is he better than everybody, but he's so far in everybody's heads, and everybody realizes they can't catch him. Joey was kind of concerned he wasn't going to hit the record uh, because he hasn't been training the way he usually trains this year because of COVID and, you know, personal stuff. So he was just sort of saying, like, I'm not sure I'll have my rhythm. And then he came out and beat his own world record. So in the meantime, everybody else, even the day before, every everyone but one, Nick Weary is the only eater that even gave himself a chance, but he had to do the whole, we all put our 
uh, pants on one leg at a time. Yes. Thing. Like he was going to every cliche to try and give himself a chance. I remember that guy. I don't know if it was you. Going, I don't know, but someone said this kid said something like, "He's a man. It's hot dogs. He can be beat." And you're like 25 behind within two seconds. That guy didn't. He didn't really stand up to the words. Yeah, I mean, he's a man. They're hot dogs. He can be beat, but just not by Nick. I mean, like, oh, not, by, not me. by me, guys, but somebody could beat him. I mean, they were legitimately saying the day before that the only shot anybody was going to have was if he, if he, if you're not really careful in your timing and during the process of taking down all these hot dogs, you take down too much air, it can force you to automatically work it right back out, like immediately it comes out, which is would get you disqualified. That was really the only hope anybody seemed to have the day before was that maybe Joey would get so, uh, you know, adrenaline-filled that he'd make a mistake and get himself disqualified. What food would you want to eat in an eating contest? Well, it would have to be something I like, right? Like, because I figure if I'm not going to win, at least let me enjoy the process. So I'm going to go all in on, like, donuts. But there are two different types of eating. There's what they call, yeah, I've learned this, there's speed eating and capacity eating. I'm never going to beat anybody in speed eating because I've watched Michael Jr. eat two full steaks in the time that it takes me to get through, like, three cheese sticks. That's never going to happen. But capacity eating, if you just said, hey, uh, who can finish this entire box of donuts, I think I could take some really big boys down with my donut capacity. So that's where, that's where I'm going to lean. But I'm not going to, like, dip them in milk or anything. Nothing to take up <laughs> extra space. God, no. I, I want to go back to the training, though. Like, if he said he, Chestnut said he didn't train enough. Does he sit around and make hot dogs all day? Like, who's making these hot dogs? Is he training at the house where he's just, like, shoving hot dogs? Where do you think the training happens? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like, <laughs> they take small batches of, of hot dog and bun, and they try and, you know, master the, the rhythm that they want to take. But, yeah, I mean, can you, it, it's training by the minute, and then you're just you're expanding your stomach constantly. So, you know, it, it is alarming. Like, a couple of the contestants were personal trainers. Now I'm looking at it and saying, how do you look your clients in the eyes afterwards and talk to them about diet? Like, I don't, I don't it's know. all about calorie intake. Yeah. I mean, uh, the next time somebody looks at me and says, abs are made in the kitchen, I'm going to pull the footage up and say, not this guy. He finished his second place. <laughs> I, Ed, you know what I want? I want you to go home and just start making like 30 hot dogs. And for Bonnie to come home and be like, what are you doing? Like, I'm training. You, you laugh. I'm training. But I'll show you the text because she's always worried that, like, we're, you know, I'm buying the kids' food out. I got the text yesterday. Don't buy anything out. We have hot dogs. So, now, she was meaning, she was meaning like, two. But we did have hot dogs yesterday. Um, what do you make of uh, each year he asked out do himself? Talk to us. Bring us in the mind of George Shea. Yeah, that's that – George is an interesting cat because – he really does. I, th- I think if you look at it, as much as Joey Chestnut is sort of defines this era of the hot dog eating contest, I think George does every bit as, as much. And the funny thing is that Rich and George are brothers, and Rich was Mike's partner in the broadcast booth. And I don't know that you can have two personalities that are more different as brothers than the two uh, of them are. And, yeah, I mean, George spends all year working on exactly what he wants to say about certain uh, certain eaters. But I did think it was funny on a couple of those intros you know, one guy's a direct descendant of a Nordic god, and then the next guy is like, yeah, he's from Cookville, Tennessee. And that guy, that I'm like, well, you obviously don't have George's favor. But, yeah, George, every ounce of the broadcast is something. And, you know, the other thing I would, I would tell anybody that ever has a chance to go, you should go to the hot dog eating contest because the entire time we're in commercial, George is still doing that. Like, that is what happens for an hour before the contest starts all the way until the contest ends. 
he does not stop with that level of grandeur as an MC. It really, like, I really want to see him sometime at, like, XS, just, like, you know, hyping up Lil John or something. Like, I think that could happen. Like, that, that would work for me. Ed, George Shea's uh, Twitter bio is, they say competitive eating is the battleground upon which God and Lucifer wage war for men's souls. <sighs> Should be a writer. I just, follow-up question, George, who is they? Who is they? I want to meet they in that one. I think it's you, Jason. I think you're the one that has said that about Lucifer and God fighting over competitive eating. Of all the things for God and the, you know, and the devil to fight about, I'm just imagining <laughs> that finally it happens. We're at the point of reckoning. They meet at the, you know, at the corner of Surf and Stillwell, obviously, <laughs> and as they come colliding against each other with all the things that have happened in the world, they're like, all right, let's go. Hot dog. Like, that's just where it is. So what what we're saying basically is the world is going to end when Joey Chestnut finally gets to 80 hot dogs. No, you know, I I wouldn't count it out. I mean, if he got to 76 on a bad year, what's he going to do next year when, you know, likely we we anticipate next year we'll be back at corner surfing still well. And that means that there'll be, you know, 40,000 people there chanting his name. And like, I'm telling you, the floor that I was standing on was shaking. The people were jumping up. So, and they were, they were making so much noise. Joey as he was going for that world record I cannot imagine what 40,000 Americans just like through and through going for it already drunk early in the morning wanting to see a record hot dog eating fan would do for what Joey's capable of it, it, it's a, a force we're not ready for no. ultimate warrior level isn't he the one who's going to be walking away? I mean, I, when he dethroned Kobayashi, it was like, okay, you saw him coming, you saw him coming, he's the guy you watched the other day, it's like, I don't know if there's another guy, like this guy could go on for how many years? Yeah, that's the, the, the real issue they're gonna they genuinely will have to face at some point. Like there needs to be a challenger that rises for Joey and obviously he's got several years left and what he's gonna be capable of. But in a social media age, my hope is that what we see what we see from a lot of these contestants that are coming in and they're only eating, let's say, thirty, you know, in the range of half of what Joey's eating. The hope is that they're, you know, just starting their journey and as they realize that there are companies that will help them along the way just like fighters. My hope is that, you know, the social media component of it allows, because a lot of those, everybody but Joey basically has a normal job of some sort. So imagine being a school teacher. The second place finisher is a teacher. And so he gets home from school at five in the afternoon, decompresses for a few minutes, and then starts working on hot dog eating. Like, I can't imagine that entire walk of life to try and get this moment. So hopefully, hopefully somebody steps up, because otherwise, yeah, you're right. It's going to be weird when Joey's not around. Wait, wait, what's like the age of a, like, what's the prime of a hot dog eater? Like he's, what is he? He's in his late thirties. Like, I don't know. What is the prime? When is retirement? What, how does this work? I think you get into your early forties and people start looking around, but again, uh, you know, the second place finisher is the, you know, is, is in good shape in his, in his mid forties. So Joey was using that as a, Hey, maybe I can keep doing this for a long time. But the other side of it, he's become such cultural phenomenon. And he is definitely one of the few in this that industry that are you know uh, profiting at such a level. I imagine that Joey's not going to want to step away anytime soon. Those paychecks are real. Is it too obvious that the media meal were hot dogs? Did they give you anything else down there? How many dogs did you have? So, yeah. uh, so you know, we were in the stadium. I finished right. the rehearsal with Mike in the morning. We looked at each other, said, "I'm hungry." <laughs> they were uh, bringing food in in the stadium from somewhere else, another fast food establishment, right. because you can't bog down the hot dog makers. They're making so many <laughs> for the actual contest. So we went into the stadium and found the regular Nathan's hot dog stand in the minor league baseball park that we were in, and we ordered hot dogs and fries and had to buy them. And you know, Mike actually laughed at me because he was like, "He knows I'm cheap." 
And he said, when they, you know, we got, uh, each got a hot dog, each got fries, and each got a Gatorade early in the morning for breakfast. And the total was like $37. And the whole time I was thinking, don't flinch, don't flinch, don't flinch. And Mike the next day on radio reveals, he's like, yeah, I watch you pull out the card. And I'm just staring the whole time saying, oh, he hates every second having to spend $37 on a hot dog and fries. I'm like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, no, we, we found our own hot dogs. Thank you. Oh, uh, well, maybe next year you can get some for free, Jason. Get out of here. We appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy, uh, enjoy not getting spit on by hot dogs for, for the next uh, 360-something days. Oh, it's a delight. Thanks, boys. Have a great Thanks, weekend. brother. See you. Uh, can I read to you from uh, Wikipedia? Joey Chestnut trains by fasting and by stretching his stomach with milk, water, and protein supplements. I don't know. I just, the entire thing about kind of when this first became a huge deal and Sports Illustrated sent out, you know, did huge stories in competitive eating, it's like, it's awesome to see. I don't want to know anything else. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to know anything else. But to, in the moment, to watch it, it's just fascinating it, what they do. And by the way, if I'm like the third or fourth place guy, and I know I'm the third or fourth place guy, and I have zero chance and I make no money on it, I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> like, if I know I have a chance to beat him and get all his sponsorships, and like Jason said, he has no other job. He just competitive eats. It's like, eh, I don't know what you're doing to your system, but you get like a million dollars. Like, I'll take that. But if I'm like the fourth place guy, I'm like, I don't know if I should be doing this. This is the the kind of the best part of what Tyler just said is it reminds me when esports first started and people would be like, well, then any, I'm like, well, like, how is it a competition? Anyone could play it and get good right. enough. And it's like, no, 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 no you don't understand. No. There's people that like have a different level and then they train on top right, of that. Right. This guy had to have at one point just gone, Well, I can eat three whole pizzas in one sitting. Maybe I should just do this. Chestnut says he trains for hot dog eating competitions by cooking hot dogs at his house and then eating them in a simulated competition style. He starts with 40 and then works his way up until he's in game shape. Gotta love it. Don't get lunch out. We have hot dogs. <laughs> All right. All right. So hot dogs at Ed's house. Coming up next. <laughs> I just left Submarina. <laughs> Coming up next. Our Sharp is going for three in a row. We might give away an Antonio Brown jersey soon. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, David is back. Argentina advanced yesterday on penalties to the Copa America final. Uh, So David is going for number three. Again, he's got to get to nine. He's got to break the record uh, to win the Antonio Brown jersey. So David, where would you like to go with your pick for today? Oh, I'm going to resist the urge to go back to the diamond, and we're going to back Seattle Storm tonight. All right, the Seattle Storm. Um, I, I, I will look up how big of a favorite they are, but that doesn't matter for you. You just get them straight up to win because we really want to give away this Antonio Brown jersey. But I will say the last time somebody picked the Storm, they were like 16.5-point favorites, and they lost. Um, so, <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah. So good luck. Uh, but, yeah, we got Thanks, you in guys. for the Seattle Storm. Thanks, David. Like his chances. I have no idea who they're playing. Uh, they are playing the L.A. Sparks, who are 6 and 11. Oh, yeah. Lighter chances. Yeah. They should win. Uh, the Sparks uh, just lost to Seattle by 10 
in their last game. I get a, I get a good feeling about this guy. Yeah, we'll see. You keep saying that about people. Every time they come in, they pick well, some big favorite. And you're did like, Argentina oh, go to gonna, penalties? They did. They did Ooh, need penalties. That was too close for comfort. Which, technically, if we were doing three way betting, he would have lost. Yes, that's too uh, close for but comfort. But we are really trying to give away this jersey. <laughs> technically. We're letting people do whatever the hell they want because we haven't been able to give this thing away. I can't do wait. Do I have to pick points? Nah, just pick the winner. I told you, I can't wait till we get to the Olympics because the Olympics is going to be great because I we're just going to kind of let people pick whatever they want to pick in the Olympics. Like, hold on. Simone Biles will advance yes. past the first round. And like Team USA will beat yes. some country you've never heard of in basketball. Like, it's going to be amazing. I, I can't wait for yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, if you mess up on the Olympics, it's you shouldn't be a shark. Yeah. But what if we give the jersey away before that? What are we giving away? I don't know. We didn't have anything to give away for, like, a year. We finally, we, we just started this, like, a month Hold ago. On. What was that? Is it Steel Dragon? Are they still playing? Steel Panther. What, oh, Steel Panther, are they still playing? <laughs> I think we'll get tickets to that eventually. Maybe, but yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, I here's the thing: I don't think anybody's going to win the jersey before the Olympics. Oh, really? I like this guy's chances. He seems nobody's to... gotten close. I know. I know. We, we we actually even have backup prizes so that if they get to certain <laughs> levels, they can they can like deal or no deal their way out. One Wait. guy's gotten to the backup prizes. Wait, we're giving them a like if they get to eight, we're like, all right, you can do nine, or we can give you like Steel Panther tickets. Is that what we're doing? Like a no, backup we, deal? No, we're, we're doing like deal or no deal. Like they get to five and they can take a, uh, an alternate prize. What's right behind five, door one? Right. Yeah. Or, oh. or they can keep going for nine in the Antonio Brown jersey. <laughs> or I, 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 think we, I, I think we now have a seven too, right? What, what's the seven? The socks? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We got some terrible Oh, socks. I was going to say, eh, not to take shots at anyone, but if it's behind, if it's the prize behind the door or keep going on, if they've ever listened to this show and the prizes we don't have, I'd keep going up. Like, I would never take behind door number five because I'm like, look, if the best one is a used jersey, what do these guys got behind door number five? And I want you to know, since May 24th, we have only had two Sharps pick an actual point spread since May 24th. But they didn't have to. No, they did not have oh, okay, to. Okay. I'm just telling you, since May 24th, every time a Sharp has come just, on, they except for win. twice, winner. they've just picked winners. And we still haven't given away. And we thing still away. have not given away. No, they haven't picked winners. Well, they thought they were picking winners. All no, they right, had to yeah, do was pick no a winner. But wow. yes, we had three days in a row. We had people just picking winners, and they lost three days in a row. Man. They picked the Seattle Storm and lost. They picked Peru to win a soccer game, didn't win, and they picked the Golden Knights, and they lost. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's I'm, amazing. Like, we're, I, I'm telling you, I don't think we're going to give away the jersey before the Olympics because no, it, nobody's done it. We're, you can pick the biggest favorite of any sport and nobody can do it because what things if, like the Seattle Storm loses 16-point favorites. What if they just say Simone Biles medals and doesn't have to say which color? I think we'll, buy, I think we'll take it. <laughs> you will take that? Which medal? Just just a medal. Any medal. Like, well, it's a good, a good choice. I think we'll take it. I honestly think we will because, again... Since May 24th, only twice has somebody picked an actual spread, and we still can't do it. I don't even think if you just took our sharps just to win, you, you, you're not making any money. Like, no, no. We're not finding no. a sharp. This, is, this isn't listen to the press box for good tips on who to bet. Uh, we're not that show. This just in. Uh, that's a, I mean, just picking winners. You'd actually be probably making money if you picked against our sharps every day. That is true. That would probably could we we had a stretch here. Okay, this you know those you know those stats and like you hear as I saw one the other night. Had you picked 
NL favorites for the last month, $100 would be $4,000. Had you picked against the press box for the last month, $100 would be $4,000. We, we had a stretch here where somebody picked the Seattle Storm. They lost. Somebody picked Peru. They lost. Somebody picked the Golden Knights. They lost. Somebody picked the over in a baseball game and won. Uh, but then that they was picked, Pittsburgh, St. Louis. But then they picked the Astros yes. and lost. Picked the Astros again and lost. And then picked the Giants and lost. That was a stretch of what is that? Seven or seven of eight days of losers. And yeah, but I think we gave mulligans to that Ron guy for we, five of them. So well, he might have well, lost five. What was seven. it? Jeff called Jeff, back in yes. like twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> We seven of eight seven of eight days are sharp lost and they were simply picking favorites to win. So yes, had you bet the opposite of our yes, sharp, you would have made, made some a money. lot of you money. Although you were getting underdog prices. Uh, okay, I don't know how much you'd have made because on most days the Astros were like minus four dollars. Like yes, I'm no, losing but you're money. Picking against them, you if you picked oh, against you, oh, the oh, you would be yeah, you make a lot this of money. This is when the Astros yeah, don't got pick swept what the by guys the pick. Orioles. Yeah. The Orioles were like oh, plus two ninety. You'd have made a lot of money. Yeah. That happened seven of eight days this in a row. This just in, kids. Don't believe us. <laughs>